Hey, yo, you ready? Let's do it. Well, Three's Company is back. It's true, Three's, Three's Company. It is June 5th. I think the last recorded date we were in here was May something. So, how's it feel to be back, Luke? It feels fantastic to be back. Um, we were talking the other day. We don't know why we left. I guess our lives just got busy, and we'll update you guys on that. But it feels great to be back down in the, the sanctu- sanctuary, uh, sanctity of our basement, soon to be soon to be new bedroom boogie yeah jack tell us what's on your mind here yeah so we are uh moving jack down to the basement here super pumped about it um gonna be a bit of a cellar dweller thinking about becoming the night man what dude where are you getting that from all right no it's just two men sharing the night it might seem wrong but it's just right it's just two men sharing each other it's just two men like loving brothers one on top and one on bottom one inside and one is out one is screaming, he's so happy. The other screaming, a passionate shout, it's the nightman. The feeling so wrong and right, man. The feeling so wrong and right, man. I can't fight you, man, when you come inside me and pin me down with your strong hands. And I become the night, the passionate, passionate nightman. Um. We'll, we'll see on that, though. Well, you are the boogeyman, and the boogeyman belongs in a basement. There can't be a boogeyman up in the third floor. That's the best point you've made in weeks. You're right about that. But, you know, any anywho, we were talking to the contractor, and they were like, well, Jack, like, do you have anything to say about it? And I was like, well, to be honest, I just want to make sure that there's, like, a window I can get out of. And everyone, like, kind of looked at each other, and they're like, get out from what? And I'm like, the only practical thinker here. You know, let's say there's a fire, God forbid, and the stairs are blocked. We have these, like like plated glass basically like double reinforced like four inch thick glass blocks and the contractor was literally explaining to us they put these in houses so people wouldn't break into them because they're that impenetrable and now i'm getting flack like why do you need to get out like you can just you got big shoulders like you can bust through that like where's your logic in this okay well two two things before we get going was one of one of the uh, the key points in that was our father goes from Jack escaping from a fire to oh. his examples are, so when Osama bin Laden and the terrorists come for you. So in his mind, he thinks it's a terrorist deal. But I do think it, it's a necessity. Little did they know, this is the last house in Shaker terrorists want to invade. Cocked but go on. <laughs> but what I was saying was, I do think it's not. You need a way to get out. But... I'm saying adrenaline pumping. You're not roasting marshmallows down here, buddy. You're putting your shoulders down and getting out of here. I'm suffocating and dying. <laughs> like, my mouth is going to be breathing out of this little, little eight inch slit they have that I can open. And I'm like, that's it. Like, you're going to like literally see me like crumble while the firefighters. Here's my idea. All right. You're in the basement here next to us. For those of you that don't know, is the unfinished section where we got a washer and dryer. At what point during the fire do you, it's a big top load washer. Do you get in, <laughs> close the top and start like a gentle cycle? <laughs> <laughs> um, can I cut myself in half? Because I think that's the only way I could fit in either of those units. Not I to think, mention when the heat rises, you got yourself a crab boil. In there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll throw some uh, corn on the cob and some 
What are those? Those old, some prawns in there. Old Bay, old Bay seasoning and Jack will be ready to go. Get I think life on the line. Ready. Life on the line. You can squeeze in there. I think that's that's. Life on the line, like as bad as I fight, the only way I'm getting out is if I run through the blaze and somehow make it to the hot tub where I can jump in and cool my burns off. Oh, you know, Jacko is picking a wall to try to run through, and it's definitely a load-bearing wall. <laughs> yeah, stood up in the hole. It's the filled-in cement wall that our garage is over, over there, and I just knock myself out. And they're like, "Where's Jack?" Like, oh, he's dead. I don't know. Would you, if you were in a fire like that? I hear all the time in movies or whatever, like. It wasn't the fire that got him. It was the smoke. Like he suffocated from the smoke. Would you rather suffocate from the smoke or be burned alive? Um, that's not even a question because my cardiovascular strength is the highest it's been in my entire life. There's no way smoke's taking me down. Right? <laughs> Absolutely not. Not to mention, for those of you that don't know, you got to stay below the smoke line. <laughs> so you're on all fours and you're low. You're Let, low to the carpet. Let's not forget about the snorkel. I'm about to throw up that chimney over there. <laughs> And we're just we're gonna be breathing it out until the until they you know cool you're the house off. Up. You're doing a little reverse Santa action. You're getting up and out that way. That was my idea. Is just toss a garden hose down You've the top of the chimney. Clearly, never seen the chute in you our can just suck chimney. the air out. You know why? It's you as wide as your here. laptop. What? The chute is as wide as your laptop. I know that, but you can get a garden hose down here and then just like you know if there's a fire and the smoke lines, you can just sit in the corner and you know suck out of the garden hose. I could just get in there and just tighten up the diaphragm, <laughs> work my way up. Just yeah, comes down to sure. the will to survive. I mean, we're not talking about a Tuesday afternoon. You're just you're too lazy to go up the stairs. First and foremost, if there's a fire, you're not waking up for it. There there could be alarms going off. The sirens could be going off. You're sleeping through that. Well, it does doesn't help. I'm in the insulated cellar either now, too. So doesn't you also have a gun have. safe down here. It's fireproof. Are you getting in the gun safe and locking yourself in? I don't think we even know the combo to our gun safe. Is it we one, do. two, three, four, five, six? Still? It has never been set. Yes, okay. it is still. Well, we need to change that because the listeners now know. Actually, too, though, in an absolute disaster that's a really good idea. scenario, do you, do you think that that's your, that's your uh, plan? Yeah. I think it would have to be. I think I put out two there. good ideas with the washing machine and the fire safe. I think you put out one and a quarter good ideas. <laughs> <laughs> one being the, the safe. Which I could definitely fit in. Um, I think it would come down to oxygen at that point. Yeah, nobody would know you were there. I mean, I guess you'd have your phone. I'll well, tell you what, if the this house goes ablaze, the first place I'm checking is the safe. <laughs> Boogie! Ricky! Okay, so for our loyal listeners, you know that we've had this debate and conversation before. Um, it went something like this. You're dropped in a gymnasium and a hundred or however many zombie... Fourth grade, fifth graders, whatever. Little kids come at you. How many can you take out? What's your plan? What's your strategy? Jack, what did you see on social media this this week? Well, I saw that clearly Tom Brady is a listener of the Three is Companies pod because he happened to go back and forth with our buddy Baker Mayfield a little bit. Or maybe Baker said it. Anyways, it came up and it's like, yeah, but like, what if they all turned on you and you had to fight them off? Like, how many could you take down? And Baker said, 50 plus, no problem. Then Tom responded and he said, now nah, Baker, what you'd want to do is you want to get eight or 10 at a time, then sidestep out of the pocket and get eight or 10 more, which is great, great hot take. technical advice yeah. on how to handle it. But 
I wanted to kick myself because I was like, dude, we've already talked about this. It's bullshit. Um, obviously, they've got, you know, they've, they've, they know what's up. They listen to the podcast it's on Spotify, it's on Apple Music, and uh, they just got their hands on it, I guess. Not to mention, does does Tom have the mobility to step up in the pocket with the... Uh, no. God he has mind. the mobility to step up. Maybe not out. Tom's uh, not waxing. He's getting waxed after like 25 games. I'm pretty sure he had a thousand yards rushing in his career, like last year. Like 15 year it. career. I believe it. I think if anything, it just goes to show that, you know, on our tombstones, it'll say, you know, live a great life, happy families, content creators. <laughs> because when you put something out there like that, and then Tom Brady picks it up, you're doing something right. We're just doing our part. Well, I, I'm a little pissed off. Is this what it feels like to like ghostwrite a song and then have it go platinum? Like, you know, there's no credit. Nobody knows our names. Nobody knows about us. I almost tweeted at them like, hey, care to come on the pod to discuss, but we'll get Baker. Mark my words, we'll get Baker. You think? Yeah, we'll get Baker at some point or another. It's a big commute from him. It's funny you bring up Tom Brady, though. Um, we were talking about this months ago, but if Tom Brady wasn't NFL MVP, five-time Super Bowl championship winner, is he a good-looking guy? 15 years ago, no. Right now. Yes. He's got the Clooney effect going for him. Now, do we all agree that what we are dealing with is vampire? Oh, yeah, dude. I don't think Look at the jawline. It's chiseled. He's clumsy looking. <clears throat> I think he looks clumsy. I mean, again. If like, he was just a pencil pusher accountant. Yeah, well. You wouldn't look twice in walking on the street. Well, everything that goes into it, though, like, you got to factor in his height. You yeah, got to like, factor in the way he dresses. Too. Like, if he, he dressed like a normal dude, like, just like a slob. He if anybody, does. I don't think he has good style, does he? Whoa. He's got refined style. He's got good style. He's got strong style. He's a big scarf guy. His, the coats he wears to games, you know, like the trench coats, the, 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 what are the, what are the coats called? Pea coats? The pea coats. What are the longer ones called? The parkas. Stuff like that. Like he crushes that game. I don't know if that's him or his stylist, though. Well, you can polish a turd, still a turd, bud. That's double, that's double sorted, though, there, because, you know, there's two sides to that. Yeah, like, 20 years ago, he didn't have that style, but then, like, he got famous and became who he was, so, like, now he has, like, a stylist, so he's, you know, grown a style and a brand. Yeah. I look yeah. at this like, like, I had no style, like, whatsoever growing up. Now, like, I think I... I have my own style, and I don't have a stylist, but, like, I think it makes me look better. I would argue that I'm your stylist, but to a certain extent. I mean, you're my consigliere, <laughs> but <laughs> that's about it. Why am I out? You're not a wartime consigliere, Tom. Okay, so one of the more exciting hypotheticals I've come across on the internet recently here um, revolves around a snail. So... I mentioned to you guys, I wanted you to, you know, kind of think about it and gather your thoughts. But for the listeners, you're in a scenario where you get $10 million, but there's a snail that follows you for the rest of your life. And if it ever touches you, you die a horrific, tragic, terrible death. Do you take the money and outrun the snail for the rest of your life? No question. Yes. How do you sleep? Why don't you think you'd be able to sleep? You okay. can't be in the same place. We just crawl up on you. We got we to gotta back up here. So I'm going for starters. Can I get a bell on the thing? <laughs> Cut the money in half. Okay. I think we do need to set some parameters. 
This is a smart snail. This is not just, you can't. I think the question is like, it knows where you are all the time. It, yeah. So it has like a GPS on you and it like, no matter what, line A to B, like it's going to. And it's only mode of transportation is like it's little snail walk. I think that's, I think it's unfair. Well, I think the snail could tra like travel if it like made it onto the plane while you were walking out of the plane. If it missed the door closing, then it has to go. Yeah, but like how's it making it to the airport? Like is it hopping in the car with you? I mean, it's coming down the street. <laughs> <laughs> so let's say I fly to LA, like I'm good for 25 years. Yeah. <laughs> And you're still scared of this snail and you have $10 million in your pocket. Do you now. have any idea where it is or just like on site? Like I have to see it. Yeah, no, I don't think he knows where you are, but I don't think you get to know where he is. That That's has to be risky. I'm getting I, old. I don't think it's that risky though. He got 10 million. You I'm do going the math. I, exactly. I'm going to get a mathematician. I'm paying. What is the max speed this little bugger can go? Like what is the absolute fastest time? Because you think we're shooting this podcast. You put that sucker at the top of the stairs. We're like, we're wrapping up and we're like, oh, look at the little buddy. All right. Like, don't touch him on your way by. Like, just go back up the stairs, close the door, you know? So I did find out that a snail moves at 0 0.029 miles per hour. And it said it would take 11 years for the snail to travel 3,000 miles. Okay. So with, I'm going to sit With here. that being said, I think it's a no brainer. Like the day the snail starts, like you pay a moving company, you take all your shit as far away in this country as you can buy a nice house like live there start living out your life build your wealth then like before you know it you have 100 million dollars does he have a mind of his own or is he just like a like a machine like you know like if you step this way he's following you if you step that way he's following you he's not like going and hiding in your bed or something if he's at your <laughs> bed i'm pretty sure you're dead that's what I'm saying. Like, I don't think he's ever getting that close to me. Like, no, no, no. What I'm saying is like, let's say I go fly to LA and this little fucker is like, okay, like I know he's coming back in like 11 years. So I'm just going to hide out and no. chill. He's, he's got a, he's, he's constantly he's moving. It's like a little maggot. That's the thing It's like too. a shark. He's okay. always swimming. So right. think about okay. it. Like, like think about it. You go on and you got 10 million, you cash out, you can go on a vacation to Florida. You can go for six months. That snail is six months away. That yeah. snail's still in Ohio. That snail is somewhere in Ohio, but it's six months away from where it started. Yeah. You could go back and you got six, we'll say five months of like comfortable living and you just go back to Florida or whatever. Is it worth, is it worth constantly looking over your shoulder for a deadly snail? Your That's the life? thing. Like a couple of guys who like hate anxiety and like thinking about shit all the time. I think it would, I think it would get to me at some point, but I mean, imagine like you fucking go live in Europe for a year. You know, it's like, yeah. I mean, how far away is that? That's more than 3,000 miles. I mean, I don't know how it would get to go over the water. So I, I think you have to be like fair to the snail and be like, it can travel across water. Okay. Because like, that's just unreal. Like, what's it going to go to the ocean floor and then like snail across? Yeah, that's the most unrealistic part of this whole thing. It's scenario. waiting for a boat. <laughs> no, it's a smart snail. It's waiting for a boat to top it on a freighter. And then you got to time it up. When it goes to Bangladesh, you're popping on a plane back to JFK. Yeah. Yeah. I think we can do it, no doubt. Yeah. Like, I didn't. I don't think I, I, I don't think I'd, I think I could do it. But the constant fear of this deadly snail just like coming after me like 24 seven. Like that's like, let's raise the stakes. A hundred million dollars, but it's a cat. <laughs> oh. Hamster. 
Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, it's a hundred mil. Hundred large. The same laws and everything. Same it's laws a cat. And everything, uh, it's a cat. I wonder how fast they can run. I'm gonna find out. You gotta think. <laughs> it a cat get... cannot run fast than ten miles an hour. I bet a cat can. Can get the cat run or can it only walk? New York to LA in three years. A cat cannot full out sprint, but the cat can hit a jog. Can gallop a little bit. It can gallop. A cheetah okay. can run sixty-five to seventy-five miles an hour. <laughs> there, I don't think there's the a dollar amount cheetah. in the world. Because <laughs> that's like. Fuck, he could be from Ohio to LA in like three days. Yeah. Yeah, you're not buying enough time with a no. cheetah. No, no, no. Um, I need a Billy so then I can like extinct cheetahs. <laughs> you know? Um, but before we get into the cat, I did read some guy had a really good idea and kind of pissed me off a little bit. And he's like, So you get on a boat with the snail and you dodge it while it's on the boat. And in the middle of the ocean, you drop anchors and you have a helicopter come pick <laughs> you up. And now the snail's stuck in the ocean. I like that idea, but you don't have to wait to the middle of the ocean. You can literally just wait till you're 100 feet offshore. Yeah, which, like, I don't think it's, I think the snail always has to be moving for it to actually be like a hype. Because it's like, oh, like, I just go live on a fucking island then. You know what I mean? That's a great point by whoever. But then it gets to it's a snail. You could literally be standing on the edge of the boat, like, oh, come on, little buddy, come on. You step over it, the boat takes off, you're on land. Yeah. Uh, oh, it's giving. Uh, how fast is the average house cat? Thirty miles an hour. That's ridiculous. It's three. Not, it can't go thirty miles an hour. Thirty? <laughs> yeah, three thousand miles. There's no <laughs> way a cat can go thirty miles an hour. I, I believe it. It what? says it says in a short spurt. Um, I don't want the top speed. I want the average speed. <laughs> I mean, if that that's sucker's hit, if that, if that little buddy's hitting a run, walk, run. What is that? Okay, but still, like, like two weeks to get to Florida, dude. A 15 house miles an hour. Yeah, that's actually like they're making good time. Also, like a house cat, like let's say you know you like get in the same room as them or like whatever. They kind of like get you a little bit. They catch you off your guard. If their top speed's at thirty miles an hour, you're not getting out. Like you're you're yeah. Done. Like the second that cat sees you, you're you're done. Yeah. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> With the snail, it's like ah fuck. Like he's coming. All right, like get my keys. I gotta go. Um, cats are agile too. They could like, and they're smart. I don't think I would do the cat for a hundred mil, but you got to think it's a catch 22 though, because a cat's not fitting under like a little door frame, like a little door jam. You just hear a little puppy meowing at the top of the <laughs> stairs. And then you have good thing you have an exit out of here, Jack. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, not to get too deep on you guys. Aren't we always kind of running away from death? <laughs> At the end of the day, let me, let me whether it be a snail <laughs> or crippling heart disease, <laughs> diabetes, diabetes, or old age, it's something we're always outrunning. Let, let me let me continue this on another step. We'll take the money out of it. We've had a similar conversation in this. What is a short list of animals that if you got killed by it, like you would be embarrassed? Like, if you got killed, but like, for example, if you got killed by like a jellyfish, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> or like if you got killed by like, I don't know, like a possum or something like that, like a raccoon, yeah, well, okay, like if you like, got rabies and died, that's what mm -mm. I was gonna say. Is mm -mm. it on site? Yeah, it's no. killed on site. <laughs> it's on, it's like you literally back alley and just yeah. a raccoon comes, <laughs> he can just get you in the jugular, <laughs> just takes you out. I mean, a coyote for sure. Yeah, they're pretty like they're pretty mean and nasty, but like if you can't survive a coyote, like you, that's survival of the fittest, you know. Mm -hmm. 
trying to think here. Like all the big ones are jumping out at me. I'm looking for something that would be like, ah, fuck. You like know? you're not putting, you're not putting it in the obituary. It's, it's rats. Yeah, like get taken over by a rat king. That's freaky. <laughs> you know what that is? Rat like a, king. It's yeah. Where, like there's a bunch of rats in a small confined space, and they're then their tails all get tangled up, and they become one, like you know, force, and they just all roll in pa- like a pack of like 50 or 60 of them. No way. Yeah, I heard it. And it's always sunny. I look it up. It's a real thing. <laughs> I don't think rat I'd be king. embarrassed if I went down with that. Well, That'd see, be scary. These are different rats. These are these are marsupials. These, these rats, they're going to hump once, if not twice a day. <laughs> <laughs> I think uh, something that I would be upset. You I know, think any bird. Any bird. I was just going to say anything that flies. <laughs> yeah. God. It was yeah. like coming out of my mouth. That's if hilarious. it's an eagle, I'll, I might put that in the obituary just because it's, you know, America. But like, oh, man. Yeah, birds would be not good. You know, like we hunt, like like you get taken down by a rooster. <laughs> <laughs> What's the scenario where you get taken down by a rooster? I think it blunt force. It hits you. I think somehow. it scratches you in the eye and blinds you a little bit. It has to do that. I yeah. I think yeah, you're going you through your corn stalks. Like, yeah, but what you about? Like it, it gets enough <laughs> force where to where it hits you in one hit and you're dead. It goes kamikaze. So I mean, like I'm talking owl. about a skydive. Like it, it, tuck, <laughs> it, it, it tucks the wings, bulls the neck, and hit. <laughs> I have to think. Good. I have to think there'd be some pretty strong. I mean, gravity's on his side. I, I think mean, they fly like you know 60 miles an hour too. To be going. <laughs> you just be walking, and then just, and you're just out. It like dive bombs done. though. Like it dive bombs from 300 feet up. And once it gets you on the ground, it just gets the spurs. Buddy, and going if a penny is dropped from a building high enough, it can kill you. You I think, think a bird a dive bombing? <laughs> <laughs> I would just love to see that. Just like you just hit the side of that and you just like fall over and you're done. Would it, do you guys think you could take a penguin in its natural <laughs> habitat on ice? <laughs> oh. Um. Yeah, right? I just sit on it. Bare hands? No, I'm talking like one of like the emperor penguins that are like four foot tall. Yeah. They don't have they don't have any weapons or anything. They don't even have they any got their like beaks. They got their beaks. I think they could honestly kill you by just, like <laughs> pecking, at you. just pecking at you. But again, opening I, up enough no, wounds. I could take it on because they got to be close to peck at you. They got to be right in your fucking mitt. I just grab by the neck and just, you know. But we're talking like a like in its home turf, so like it can get a running start and do a little belly slide on ice and take you out at the knees. <laughs> Again, I down. think I can, I think I can win that one. Okay. It, it takes a lot to kill a man. Like it's not just like, you know, it's not just like oh yeah, you got hit, you got pecked a couple times, he's done. Like you have to be getting continually pecked for probably like 10, 15, 20 minutes. I don't even know what you die from blood loss. Yeah, I think I think if it got enough cuts on you, I don't like how would you kill? Like their necks are so thick, can you even choke them? Dude, like it's just like it's just a body. It's just like a quick answer. Global warming. If you just grab it and beat it, yeah, they're all gonna be dead in five years, anyways. You just grab it by like the scruff and just like beat the shit out of it. Like you get like a couple, five, six good licks in there, it's knocked out. But it's got the flippers. The flippers are coming across. They can't do shit with those things. They're basically just like they don't have arms. Like like T-Rex arms. They're like beaver clubs. You know, they're just. I don't know. I don't think I. I'm taking on a penguin for sure. What about a? What about a snake? Venomous. I'm finding the highest. No, like off. like a anaconda. Like an anaconda, it but wraps you up and it eats you. A constrictor. That's like uh, you hear somebody go down that way, and you're like, I had a fear of those when I was a kid. I um, still have fear. Fucking, 
from my understanding is like if it gets you you're done yes so yeah, like, like the how big are ones? you how are you winning like you can't get close to it well i'm just saying it's like i god those things are like 20 feet long i don't dude. think no. they're very fast though that's the only thing yeah is, the big thick ones yeah freaking me out but about it. if you're in the, i'm getting like i'm getting literally chills but if if you're like in their habitat like it doesn't matter how fast they are because you don't fucking see them yeah you're just wading through water and then just wham wrapped up around the knees oh That's my god that would be arm. so scary if yeah like your legs just got like cinched up together and it yeah. started wrapping you up luckily you die before it gets its mouth over you because you suffocate oh yeah how much money do you think that you would need to do like a two-mile swim in the Amazon with the current? I, I, there's no I, money in the world. I actually physically couldn't. I So I found out. We maybe talk about this, but I found out I can't swim. What? So definitely, definitely not doing that. You can't swim. I would I would peter out <laughs> within 150 <laughs> yards and just be like wailing there until like I drowned. So there's not a dollar amount I would do because I know it's <laughs> it's an impending death. All right, what if you kayaked it? How much money? Oh, oh dude, fifty bucks. <laughs> what? Kayak the Amazon? Boogie. The, the vaccinations gotta, alone are worth more than fifty bucks. You gotta get in. <laughs> I'm you already gotta, vaccinated. You gotta walk to the Amazon. You gotta put it in. You gotta like push off. You know, you gotta get your like roll up your pant legs a little bit. Get your knees wet. Is the Amazon the deadliest place on earth? Because I didn't think so. No, but they have crazy shit swimming around down there. They have those little things that like swim through your urethra. Oh, when you pee? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I just would hold it. But yeah, I I actually, there's no way I could swim across. It'd be like, here's a billion dollars. It's like, oh, I don't want it because I'm going to (laughs) die. So I wouldn't even get it. With the current too? Oh, no chance. No, I'm saying you're flowing with the current. All you got to do is just stay buoyant. And you're just zipping down. That thing's a strong river. After a good that. rain? Yeah, after a good rain. But here's the difference between me and you guys. Like, I would end up a mile down <laughs> the river. You guys would be like a quarter. Because I would just, like, let it take me. After a good rain. I mean, uh, yeah, I'm not. I, I don't think I'm doing it. Yeah, that's, uh, I don't know. It's like playing Russian roulette with a gun with six six bullets in it. You know? <laughs> or five. Yeah. So there's six chambers, and there's five bullets in that gun. And you're going to go do that? Grads are like 15%. Fair. That's a good point. All right. So there was a video going around. I think it was last week and it was Randy Moss and Deion Sanders. And for those that might not know, probably pound for pound, the two most athletic, most gifted, just best athletes to ever play NFL football. Deion Sanders played baseball too. Um, and so they were like fishing and um they were like, hey, like they caught these big massive bass and whatever, and they're like, hey, like anybody, any sport, anytime, anywhere, you just let us know, like, we'll do it. So who would be your two pro athletes to take in like a like a tournament bracket where they have to do like every sport imaginable? Who would be your your two that you think would win it all? against D or would beat Randy Moss and Deion Sanders which is a formidable duo mm-hmm. do like, they have to be like can I bring somebody back from the dead or like put somebody in their prime no we're going prime Every, going, everybody's in their prime everybody's in their prime yeah I mean off the top of my head I'm thinking like Brian Bosworth and Travis Kelsey I had Travis Kelsey too I don't I'm not I'm not going Bosworth but I don't know if his if his skill level is, Oof. he's a he's a he's a beast. Though. I know. 
like let's say basketball like randy moss Deion sanders they can't body him like they can't get him i mean randy moss he was an all-state basketball player okay but like you know granted how tall is he six seven Randy Moss, he's probably like six four, six yeah. five, maybe. How six tall four. is like six nine? No, six not. No, he's maybe. He's six, a linebacker. Two. He's like six two, six oh, three. Really? I, I, I'm back going. Back. I'm going. Mike Trout and Travis Kelsey. What? Are we only doing white people? Yeah. <laughs> oh, that wasn't prefaced. Oh, that that was the initial. Was uh, for those that don't know, Randy Moss and Deion Sanders are African American. So we were doing a yeah. a white opponent equivalent oh wow i didn't okay because i was like immediately went i was like i got the best duo in the world but I, it's tough because i mean I lebron james pick, odell beckham like i would love to pick odell beckham yeah. yeah like i think odell beckham could be the best soccer player in the world if he's just <laughs> all right he, he, he's just and I, I used to say this when he's on the giants not like he's so at like his footwork his hands like his speed his jumping like he's just so athletic but with that being said i mean shoot I don't know. You got. I got to think it too. I can't right now. I mean, Travis Kelsey is definitely one of mine. Uh, we grew up with Travis, and for those of you who don't know, a lot of people say he's better golfer, he's better hockey player, he's better basketball player than he is football player. So, you know, that talent set that you see on Sundays definitely transitions into other sports. So he's definitely one of my guys. In terms of a second guy, it's tough. Maybe like a Steve Nash because he's really good at soccer. That's a really good call. Obviously good at basketball. I think he was like, grew up like us. Like he probably swung a bat. He grew up in Canada. Okay. They got baseball up there. Yeah, he probably can. I know he's good at soccer. I know that for a fact. No, basketball is golden there. Football is throttled. But that's why I like the trout thing. Because I've seen pictures of him. He's outdoorsman. He's hunting. He's an all-state football. I think he won the Gatorade Football Player of the Year in New Jersey. Yeah, not not that hard. What about Jason Williams, dude? That was my guy. I was just gonna bring my two in, and I was like white chocolate. Yeah, I see. And the thing is, because like I'm thinking about football here. Travis has a great arm. He's a good quarterback. And I can see Jason Williams being a good slot guy. Yeah, I mean he's he's athletic. I don't know if he's, he's quick. He's on Deion Sanders, but what a, what about Justin James? What? Yeah, he's huge. I don't know. I don't think he's like kid played tight end at. Uh, I don't think he's that athletic. Central though. Michigan. He ran like a four eight. I'm trying to think of dudes in the NFL that I've seen come out recently, who ran big guys, who ran quick and like. Aaron Donald. What about Pat Tillman? Ah, he doesn't count. Damn. Pat I Tillman. I don't know how good Pat Tillman was. I mean, he just seemed like an all around. Like he was, you know. Like he would just be like, there wouldn't be a sport that he he wasn't that good at. Like, this, oh, is, talking golf, this is golf. This is hard. This is hard because well, this is hard to beat Dion and Randy. Okay, football. I think you pretty much got to chalk that. Like, although I don't know who throw the ball between them. Well, so it'd have to be Jason like, Williams is a natural. You'd have passer. to do one. You'd have to do like one on ones or something like that. All right. So and I think football's chalked. Yeah. But then you look at like basketball. Like who could pair with Travis and well, beat him in basketball? Basketball, soccer, tennis. Like there's baseball, golf. There's a, there's a lot. Yeah. Hockey. Ping, ping pong. Yeah. Hot dog eating contests. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that's too tough to call. I mean, Travis is probably the most athletic white dude in the NFL. Most athletic white dude I know, besides myself. Yeah, that's true. It's just... Mike Trout's an absolute stud. 
Um, I just I can't think of any guys that. Oh, dude, Tim Tebow. <laughs> That's a good call. Shut up, dude. Come on. Absolutely not. Are you kidding me? No. Not kidding. Dude, get him on a basketball court. He's probably going like, to tuck in his polo into his blue jeans. Hey, Johnny Manziel. No. He'd win in golf. Deion Sanders He'd is win the biggest baseball. shit talker of all time. He would get in Johnny Manziel's head in like a second. Nobody gets in Johnny Manziel's head. Uh, yeah, It took like six months for people to get in his head. Can't even play in the Canadian Football League anymore. That's I really like I really like Manzel. He might be my guy. All right, you're losing then. Manzel and Travis. Again, football is chalk. Why wouldn't you pick somebody from another sport? Like, why wouldn't you just pick like Christoph Porzingis then lock down on basketball? Because there's like ten sports they're playing. So you've won two now out of ten, and like Christoph Porzingis, like. I don't think he can actually run sideways. Okay, yeah, but I'm saying like somebody like that. Like, why are you picking another? First of all, like, why would you ever pick Johnny Manziel? He didn't even make it in the NFL. He's a good athlete, though. Uh, where's the evidence? Because he, he scrambled at Texas A&M. Did you watch that game against Bama? Yeah, I've. He seen... was the best athlete on the field that That's day. Like four years ago now. <laughs> We're talking in their. We're prime, talking in their primes. That was his prime. All right. Yeah, that's true. We are talking in their primes. I mean, li- like. Give me Johnny Manziel and Tim Tebow. I'm good. Shut up. All right. Deion Sanders and Randy Moss are winning that one. Luke, who are you two? Trout and Travis. I mean, straight up, though, like LeBron and Neymar or like LeBron and Ronaldo. Like LeBron with basically anybody who's the best at their sport. They're beating. He's beating the shit out of Randy Moss and Deion. Yeah. LeBron and Zion. So. Oh, Wow. A lot. I mean, Zion could just throw the ball 89 yards. So, yeah. Bron Bron just goes up and high points it. Yeah, that's a that, that. I mean, that's over there, but yeah. Yeah. Brett Favre? <laughs> Favorite? I think, I think mine are uh, Jason Williams and Travis Kelsey. Those are mine, too. All right. So, there's, uh, there's, you know, the, the population crisis and everything's crowded, whatever. So, we're doing a little hypothetical here. We're thinking out loud. How would you go about thinning the herd of the population crisis? Trimming the fat. Trimming the fat. Making, you know, making your work commute a little easier. We're not saying if you're overweight, like, you got to go. We're just no, no, trimming no. the fat's a complete, you know, figure of speech here. W- wouldn't be a bad place to start, though. <laughs> <laughs> um, Luke, I, I think you had something. I, I do, so, too. So my, my idea here is just at random... People, people, no, 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 no. Just random. People will go to your job and they'll be like, hey, like, just perform the task of your job. Just, it's not hard. It's not, you know, like if you're a cashier, it's like, okay, I want to see you check three people out and don't fuck up. And if you do, you're gone. It's not something tough, but it's just you doing your job. If you don't do your job, you're gone. What do you think? I like that. I, what about, there's a lot of people that don't work though. Are they just automatically gone? No, you just roll up to the house. It's like, what channel is yeah. TNT? And if they don't get it. <laughs> and if they don't get that right, you know, they're, they're All out. Right, so Cook some ramen and this uh, is, fuck this it This is good because this literally can apply to a four-year-old. Yeah. Where it's like, what do you do every day? Like, well, like, I, like, draw. It's, it's like, like, go get the book, stay inside the lines or else. Yeah. Wow. This is, 
I like the element of surprise. I, I have a similar idea where it's like you're checking out of Walmart and the cashier is like a sleeper cell. And like, you know, he's checking you out, checking you out. He's like, seven plus four. And you got to answer it. <laughs> you got to answer it in like two seconds. And if you don't get it right, then you're, you know, somebody comes out of the back, puts a bag in your head and you're done. You never heard from him again. I think like you just evaporate on the spot. It's like, oh shit, well there goes another. And then like you see it happening every day. You're like, oh man, some... Somebody else like didn't do their job right. Yo, Ron, what question did you get wrong? Like, yeah. <laughs> in the in this scenario, Luke, do they know like is it right there on the bat or is it like they got like a clipboard and the guy's like uh huh and then like you know like, they leave and then you're like sweating it out. No, no, you know right away. So it's like you get three chances at it. So all right, like all right. it's like best two out of three. So like if you get two wrong, you're done. If you get two right, you're safe. All right, all right. And then I'll say it's like it can happen like twice in your lifetime. Yeah, it can happen when you're 14 or 74. Yeah. Yeah, so that's what I think it is. And it's just people holding people accountable for doing their jobs. Doing like what they do. I really like Yeah. I think, yeah. I don't know. This might be controversial. I think another good idea might be to just gas a movie theater every now and then. <laughs> Bro, we see movies more than like anybody I know. Yeah, but. That's putting. No. I Fair. It's got to be fair. But what if I'm doing my job right? And what if I'm an upstanding citizen? You know? See, I like that. Hopefully you believe in that We, we kind of all came together on the idea of, like, there's a certain level of an aptitude you need to have for something. So my thought process was being, it happens a couple times in your life. Like, maybe it's like a, it's like a test you have to go through. And it, it's physical. It's mental. It's, like... National, so like there's a bit of patriotism involved in it too. Mm -hmm. So, you know, when you turn, everybody's drawn at random. So it's like my tests are when I'm 10 and 50. Yours are when you're like 40 and 20. Yeah. And you know what you have to do, and like you know have to prepare, and it's not hard. And like, the, like a, a normal person should get through it. But like, if you can't do this, if you can't do this in X X amount of time. It, it, it's almost kind of like creating like a super society a little bit yeah. to make sure everybody can do these things or like understand their citizenship or but some sort of aptitude involved of like where it's like all right your life's worth something so like prove it yeah you know i, I think agree. that would be yeah not non-discrimination at all just you know you, whatever you do you better do it well come to work every day with the lunch pail the job thing is super scary because like scenario you're like fuck man like let's go out like get some happy hour you roll it into like a midnight boozing like all right i'm gonna go to sleep like it's another <laughs> day of work then you show up you put your time card in and the guy's like just standing there looking at you his clipboard out and you're like fuck my test today well no, but like pressure but like so the, you know it's coming the test no you don't know it's coming but like the test isn't going to be like like for you like in 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 within the medical sales they're not going to be like okay like what what does you know a12 b4 you know what is what is yeah, the yeah, correlating tendon it'll be like um so so you're under the thought wait, process. what's what's the procedure when you walk in the hospital like that's what it would be so you're under the thought process that the test I, so i should be able to do my job every day hungover like a normal human being so like when the test came like it, it wouldn't change it's like well like you're still able to yeah, exactly because this is something you do every day exactly but it'd be it'd be like a bit again we'll take it back to like a cashier like if it's a cashier, it'd be like, don't miss an item. Yeah, exactly. Like just something like basic. Pretty. So then you're not. Yeah, you're not really getting that many people. Yeah, you are. Yeah, you. Yeah, yeah you, you are. definitely are. 
Bro, you go to a fucking McDonald's, half those employees are out. Oh, yeah. Yeah, true. I mean, it they has mess to be up some... every other order. Yeah, that's true. Like, that's very true. Yeah, it, it, you'd be surprised. Like, people would start falling quicker than you think. Oh, yeah. Because it wouldn't it wouldn't be something that easy, but it'd be like, I don't know, like, if you're working at, at like, I don't know, Goldman Sachs, and yeah. it's like, they're, what are their three core values? Like, yeah like buy sell whatever buy sell trade and you're like okay what what is your company that you've been here for 10 years three core values and someone's like uh like okay like come on like you shouldn't be there is there any certainty in like if you get tested you know you're not getting tested for another five years or it's just like it's completely random and you can get tested again next week i think you just have a max you're, there's three your whole life and you don't know when they're coming yeah they could come like three days in a row <laughs> i agree because then because then if you know like people get off their game but yeah. if you don't know, then it's going to be like, all right, I need to have like a certain level of focus every day here and like do my job the right way. I think yeah. you could do it where it's like you 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 have to have two before 50 and then one. Until Bro, you we could almost like legitimately, this would be a good movie. Yeah. And like when, when you're born, like every kid's birth certificate, just like do your job. Like that's like the saying of your society. Yeah. yeah. I think another good thing to get off of the topic that we are on. Or the idea that we're on, I should say, it's the same topic, but is like start to ah, I'm getting cut off though. If this is if this is the case, just like start slipping rat poison like the lowest health foods. You know what I mean? So it's like you know we're slipping it's like encouraging people to eat healthier. Rat poison every that's, one one thousandth of a Twinkie box. You know what I mean? That's such bullshit though because there's a ton of people like I. The only reason I work out is so like one day like i can eat like a twinkie or like go get a fucking big mac and just throw down so it's like i'm doing my job right you know i'm taking care of myself yeah i'm not gonna i'm also gonna say just throw this out there what if we just release jungle cats in the just in the i like that like a physical feat well, that's like, what i'm saying like with mine like there's a test like you got to pass like physical mental and then like a national type part of it yeah, I like. And that. I mean, you could prepare. I mean, you can have a tranquilizer gun, or you can have a real gun, or whatever. But you know, you just look over your shoulder, make sure you're keeping up on the cardio. I think a quick way to thin, like the, like, because you know, it's a, it's a problem. We're coming up on eight billion people in this world, and it's been like we're at like one billion, like 1950, I think. Like it's it's a pro- it's something like that. I don't I don't think that's the exact number. Don't even try and look it up. But it's something similar to that. Like we've really exploded the population. What if the government came out tomorrow? Every single nation in the country said, "Hey." You got to go kill somebody, you know, and prove it. And then, like, you're done. You know, like, you're off the hook. And it's like, you got to be done by the end of the week. It's kind of like a purge scenario, but you can't just sit back. You got to go out and get somebody. Otherwise, they're going to come get you. You know what I mean? Like, if you don't kill anybody, you're going to Yeah, but the person you kill, like, might not be killing you. No, 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 but the government. If you don't kill somebody and send them the the, the proof, they're the government's killing you. I mean, I think we eliminate about 75% of our world population if that's the case. Yeah, no, you'd take out... Because, like, <laughs> dude, honestly, like, end of the week would get there, and, like, Simon might look at me and be like, oh, fuck it, like, I don't want to die. Like, I'll just kill Jack because he's right here. <laughs> no shot, buddy. I'd just shoot the mailman before I killed you. You don't know the mailman, though. You said you got to know the person. No, 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 it's just like, you just got to kill a person. Okay, well, that's the purge. Yeah. No, because in the purge, you can just sit back and just, like, hunker down. Like, you got to yeah, go so out. Yeah, this gets everybody active. Yeah. Um, what happens? Wow, this is next level. What happens if no one kills anybody? It's, they're just, everybody's calling the, the government's bluff. Yeah, that wouldn't be good. You're telling me Donnie T's out there of the Secretary of State with a <laughs> poor Magnum? Dude. 
<laughs> Nobody's gonna. <laughs> the second that goes out, there's somebody dead within three minutes. <laughs> like, there's a spouse, like, there's a neighbor, there's a cousin, like, somebody's been waiting for this moment <laughs> for their entire life. <laughs> Uh, you actually, you can kill a man if you had to. No, only if, I had to only if I had to protect me or my family. Well, in this scenario, it's protect yourself. Well, it's so, like, do I have to kill on behalf of my kids, or it's like, all right, or do I take my kid to like his school and like put the gun in his hand? And I'm like, all right, <laughs> who pisses you off the most? <laughs> go like, get a, go get a couple in there for the family. <laughs> oh man, it's really dark, but I man, I like it. I would it's also think that something that need to be eliminated is um, sex shops, like the the, the stores, like the adult marts and stuff like that. Southern Exposure, just like you know, we just press a button and they're all they're all up in flames. And whoever's inside, sorry, bud. Have you ever been in one? Yes, many. Not many, but <laughs> five or six. Five or six. Okay, well, then you know there's usually like one other person in there, so you're literally killing like 15 people. I went. I'll tell this story. So for Halloween this year, I was down in Charleston and me and my buddy, we were like, it's kind of a, if you, if you know me, you've seen the costume to rock out with your cock out. Um, Zach Efron did in one of his movies. I love it. It always knocks it dead at the fucking bars or wherever you go. So part of the costume is a huge dildo, like sling slung through the, the fly your pants. So I was down in Charleston. Like I said, I didn't have the one that I'd use a year prior. So I just went to the store with my buddy and we got one. And again, we're in Charleston, deep South. You got to go off the reservation to get to one. And I shit you not, we pull up to this place, sketchy. Not an adult mart, not a Adam and Eve or whatever Lions they're Den. called. Yeah, Lions. Den. Not one of those. It was like a. Do you want to keep going? It was like no. It was like some like bad kitty or something like that. Like a <laughs> local thing, all oh, painted black, no windows. And we show up. And there's every like ten guys just ripping cigs and like drinking on the front steps. We're like, this is weird. So we go in there, like trying not to touch anything. Like we just get what we need to get. And then like, we're like on our way out. But as we're checking out, this guy comes out with a, a surgical mask, <laughs> rubber gloves, and like one of those like cleaning buckets, pulls down his mask and says to the clerk, all right, it's all cleaned up in the theater. They can go back in. So they were showing like porno movies and dudes were just jacking off. And that's who everyone on the front steps was. They were just waiting to go back in because the dude had to clean down the loads. Isn't that fucking disgusting? Yeah, you gotta blow that up. That that's what I'm talking about. I've been in a doll mart over here, like mentor, like you know, it's clean, everything's there's good lighting, but this was like weird. I felt dirty when I went home. You know, I went to confession the next day. I wish people could see my face <laughs> when I heard this news. I wish 100 real vlog. Honestly, holy it shit! It was before I was doing the vlog. It was so that is weird and scary. So. So, like, you think they just, like, blew their load wherever? I think, yeah. I think it's like, have you ever been to, like, a boutique theater, like a little, like an old Nickelodeon theater, where it's, like, you know, like, six rows deep of, like, three and three three and each okay. side? Yeah. It's like a little theater like that. I think that's probably what it is, like a little tiny projector. <laughs> I can't tell you how those people just rose to the top of my list. I'm saying like those like, need to be trimmed off. I guarantee oh one of those people had like, bro, this shit's for free on the internet now. Like you, you don't need to do that. Exactly. Guys oh in my. suits and the Cadillac CTSs were there. What type of margins are they making? <laughs> <on those tickets? laughs> Is it worth it anymore? 
What are they paying for the rights to show those movies? Oh, how many of those guys do you think went over their wife and kids that night, too? You <laughs> oh, so you God. said these were, like, legit-looking human beings? So, 50-50. There was a couple guys in suits, and, like, they looked normal. Like, you know, not like us, but they looked normal. A couple guys in suits. Jeez. And there was, like, some biker-type guys that were, like, you know, weird. What I didn't like, too, is that they took, they wrote down my license number. And I, like, they started to do it on the receipt, and I was like, don't, don't do that. And they were like, well, we have to. Like, we've had a lot of people dispute charges. Like, that wasn't me. So, like, if you have your license number, like, you know, like, obviously it was you here. And I was like, all right, just give me the fucking dildo and let me get out of here. <laughs> point, like, it's not even worth it anymore. Wow, that's un extremely uncomfortable. I'm sorry that you had to go through that. It's all right. Uh, you know, it's a big, big, big world out there. See a lot of things. Big world. Meet a lot of people. And, uh, yeah, I, don't, I hate the fact that we're going to, this is going to be one of the last stories here on this podcast. We got to get one more. Yeah, we got to. can't end on this. Yeah, oh, no. Oh, my Lord. What, what else is there? Grow up in the bathroom. <laughs> so just want to let you guys know before, like, we basically go famous for how good our sand volleyball team is. Um, we're in the Whiskey Island League over here in Cleveland. I think we've won every match we've played so far. Yeah, we're two games in, we're two and oh. Yeah, so six Quite matches, two games. Uh, we we there we have not come within eight point eight points of another team. Yeah. Well, we did the second match last week. It was 25-21 we won. But remember, like they we were they were point shaving, we were giving them shit. Yeah, so anyways, kind of fill everybody in, like I definitely have a labral tear. <laughs> Nobody wants to believe me. I can't get my right arm above my head, so like they get pissed at me when I keep missing plays. And it's my medical condition that's holding me back. But, you know, I'm gonna fight through it. I, I was kind of like a like a wet blanket last week too, because I was tired coming off of a hot Jamaican trip. Bef before we keep going with the volleyball, I would like to throw it back to Boogie <laughs> to get some of the highlights. So for those of you who don't know, one of his one of his best friends got married in Jamaica. And uh, we really didn't get to talk that much about some of the highlights of the trip. So let's do a quick rundown. Let's yeah. get some of the high points, some of the okay. low points of the uh, Jamaican soiree wedding. All right, I'll run through three highlights really quick. Day one, got in, got to the pool. The boys were buzzing, excited for me to be there. Found out there was a foam party over at the adult pool. So we quickly pivoted over there <laughs> and we were borderline blackout at four o'clock. Um, you know, found out foam like really, really made my eyes burn. <laughs> and then, Don't open your eyes. And then my girlfriend told me, she goes, I've had friends who've gotten pink eye at foam parties before. And I should have taken a picture because my <laughs> eyes were like bleeding red. <laughs> and I was really, really scared. Then we went to the rehearsal, um, after that. And the only person that remembered the rehearsal was the bride. So that went off just swimmingly. Um, yeah, and then I guess the next highlight of that would be like the, you know, sitting down and ordering literally every entree on the menu because it's an all-inclusive resort. And they just kind of look at you and be like, you gluttonous Americans. <laughs> like, you're not going to eat two lamb chops, a filet, and a bowl of pasta. You piece of shit. And I was just like, you know what? Bring it out. I'll try it all. I'm paying for it. Like, whatever. And then probably the worst highlight for me and the aggravation of my shoulder injury was uh, Jimmy Buffett's Margaritaville. I don't know if you guys have ever heard of it, but they have one in Montego Bay. And Probably the original, honestly. Nah, he's from Florida, so I think the original's in Key West. And all of a sudden, he talks about Montego Bay, but who knows? Does he really? Yeah. It could be. They were saying that, but I didn't believe the hype. <laughs> Anyways, 
there was it was on the ocean like in the bay there was a water slide that went from like the top top floor like you had to take stairs to get up there and it let you into the bay full salt water like and i didn't like i didn't want to do it my girlfriend was like come on like we gotta go on the water side while we're here like somebody told me like they hit their face pretty hard (laughs) when they went i was like all right like i'm gonna protect my nose like we're good so first of all this thing is like totally not regulation <laughs> like if this was in america it is it's illegal the bars closed down like people are arrested and you know she went first and then i went second and it wasn't going that fast and then the, you hit like a 45 degree bend like it was the sharpest bend i've ever hit in a water slide and i went from about 12 miles an hour to probably 38 <laughs> i shot out of this thing like a cannon somebody was underneath the slide literally told me they didn't even see me come out because i went so fast i hit the water like blunt force it it shot my shoulder up i thought my nose was broken (laughs) i came up and it was just like it was so salty it was burning so badly and one of the drunk kids there was like dude like you're bleeding and i'm like no like no i'm not i wasn't bleeding he's exaggerating um but i was in so much pain and i decided to swim out to the iceberg it was like this inflatable thing that everybody was jumping off of and wiping out horrifically. <laughs> so I swam about like 80 yards. I was, heart rate was, you know, the max is 220. I was pushing 210. <laughs> and I got there and I was just like, yeah, like, babe, like you, you, you can go up without me. Like I'll stay down here. And I just hung on. And then I realized I'm like, wow, I'm in complete open water here. Um, I'm pretty scared. This is in the ocean. This was in the ocean. But it was like wow. off. It was like off the bed. Like, it was a hundred yards away from the building. Yeah. Well, most shark attacks happen within hundred yards of the, sh- of the beach. Yeah. No. No. There wasn't a beach. Like it was when you got in the water. It was twenty feet deep. Oh. Okay. <laughs> out to like eighty. Okay. So, she went up, wiped out so bad. <laughs> Thought she cracked a rib. Nobody was asking how I was doing. <laughs> <laughs> and then I tried to swim back. And this is kind of when I realized like I'm not the best swimmer. Um. <laughs> And I was just like doggy paddling. I was like, <sighs> <sighs> and then like this girl was swimming next to me. And then like my girlfriend goes by and the girl goes like, oh my God, she's like a mermaid. <laughs> I was like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> um, but that was definitely like the funniest highlight um, of the trip. But yeah, so full circle back, it aggravated my um, labrum. It aggravated my labrum, which I came out Thursday and I just, I couldn't do it. It was hurting. I was very tired from the trip and my traumatic swimming experience, but I have a new sense of energy. I I let the team down a little bit in that second match last week. I'm going to call for some balls. I'm going to hit them, hit them good. And uh, it it should be different, but want to get this out there. You know, Luke's not going to be there. I might. So our game got pushed back to nine and I have a, uh, it's called the superstars event. And uh, it's between country clubs and whatever. And uh, so my game's at 5.30. So fingers crossed, I'll be able to make it down there. But Yeah, you're you're yeah, fine. Yeah. You're going to be over at 7. Yeah. I mean, Jack, you can't do much worse than last week. So I'm expecting a lot out of you. Yeah, one and thing I was I tired. To... I was tired. Well, so yeah, okay. Well, M- Michael Jordan scored 30 points with the flu at one time. <laughs> but um, one thing I wanted to bring up is your girlfriend kept sending me Snapchats when you guys were in Jamaica. And there was one night, if you follow me on Instagram, you probably saw it on my story. Jack was sporting a light blue suit. I think it was a wedding night. I think it was a wedding night. It was. He was looking good. 
and he had his shirt and buttoned down to about his navel <laughs> and the taco meat was out for the boys and i later in the night got a snapchat around maybe midnight too early too early for this to happen where jack had completely taken off his shirt tops he was topless <laughs> tarps were off why did you do that dude the whole wedding party we you know reception tits were out yeah we were dancing. It was, it was, I actually went up to my room to change shoes because I got horrible blisters. When I came back down and saw my buddies with their shirts off, I shed a tear. <laughs> I was so happy. My shirt couldn't have come off any quicker. <laughs> and then I guess Victoria told me I was, I was ripping it around a lot. And she's like, it's probably why your shoulder hurts. And I'm like, no, it's <laughs> from the water slide you made me go down. But I don't know what the Spanish word is for, or I guess you're in Jamaica. Yeah, they spoke English there. Yeah, but with all that chest hair, they probably thought you were a bear got loose on the dance floor. <laughs> no, I'm talking a bear chest, not B-A-R-E, but B-E-A-R, bear. Love that Nicholson reference. I'm going to splice that in. Um, yeah, but, you know, update. So Victoria's on the injured reserve for tomorrow. She's got a little problem with her ankle. What? Taped up. We're going to be playing with four people. What do you mean? She's got to come because if, let's say, God forbid, Luke doesn't come. We're gonna. It's gonna be me, you, Vic, uh, Sydney, and Julia, and Elise. I don't know if Elise can come. What? What could she possibly be doing? Yeah, I don't know. I just. But anyways, <laughs> so you know, stay tuned, guys. We're gonna. We might be a little undermanned tomorrow. We could um, win with three. I know we could. It's really not. You just have to do your job. Just sit yeah. in the back row. You just have to do your job. Yeah. You know. And I'm. I'm gonna fight through the shoulder pain. I'll pop some Advil before. We'll be Gucci. All right. Well, it's that time for everybody's favorite part of the podcast. Uh, Luke's Log Jam, Boogie's Beef, and Simon's Squib. All right. So we'll get it rolling with uh, Luke's Log Jam here. And uh, since the event I'm playing, the Superstars event, it's uh, golf, tennis, swimming. It's this whole ordeal thing. Playing a lot of golf. And one of the big log jams for Luke is when uh, you're playing, we'll say it's on a par four. So you hit your drive and maybe you're 220 out. And you're right in between where technically par four, you should wait for them to clear the green, but you know, maybe you want to go for it, whatever. Every time you wait for people to clear the green as though you're going to go for it, you spray it right, you duff it, you hit it fat, it's nowhere near. That's Luke's log jam is uh, the decision to wait or just blast it out there. So we'll throw it over to uh, Boogie for his beef of the week. Uh, Boogie's beef is very personal to me. The calendar has flipped. The sun has come out, and Jack must leave his hibernation den. People are asking me to now do things, be social, go out, drink, and I really, really, really liked when it was rainy and 40, and it was just a built-in <laughs> excuse of like, ah, uh, you know, I'm going to be like super antisocial and, and like sleep this one off. But now, you know, people expect a lot out of you because it's summer, and it's just, it's really selfish on their parts because, you know, they don't know what it's like to have to sleep eight and a half hours a night <laughs> to function <laughs> as a human being. Um, so we're going to get through this tough time. It's probably going to be about three or four months, but um, I'll keep you updated along the way. You're so strong. I almost want to make my scope about that. Because... <laughs> 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 These three or four months when we get like 15 hours of daylight is my favorite part of the year, but I won't. My squib this week is I am sick and tired of them billing these big boxing matches, these big fights, 
and I pay 20 bucks for pay-per-view and the shit's done in the first the first round like 45 seconds it's wilder fury fight um what was the last one I forget the last one it happens I feel like every time these fights are lasting 45 seconds give us a show give us what we want I don't care you've made the decision to bash your brain in that's done all right you know go 12 rounds at least go six rounds that's my script for the week well there you guys have it uh feels good to be back um Hopefully, we'll be able to pick this up on a more regular basis. We'll keep you guys updated on volleyball for next week, but uh, appreciate you guys for listening in. Yeah, look out for an interview in the near future.